elephants in the room. I guess, did you hear like the, the tapping? Yeah, the it's when my voice was getting too high. Well, no, when it gets to the end, then you start. Oh, so, like, when you so started, I start now. It was, yeah, yeah, so when you started, it wasn't even, <laughs> oh, it, okay, it hadn't okay, gone into it yet. Hi, guys, welcome back to Elephants in the Room. Um, <laughs> as you can see, this isn't my normal setup, which um, you guys already know why if you watched last week's episode um or you've been like keeping up on my life also I don't know I'm like kind of nervous right now um I am a little nervous for today's episode and also I'm kind of out of my comfort zone because I'm not like in my normal podcast studio like that I had before and so I'm actually at my boyfriend's house in his room and I made this very like makeshift studio. (laughs) That's why there's a green current behind me, but like we're making it work. And right now, if you guys could see what my phone is set up on, my ring light is literally set up on a shoe box. Like I like cut open the cardboard and like stuck it inside. And then I have like my boyfriend's microphone stand and I have my lighting sitting on my suitcase. So like it's it's, it's a mess, but we're going to make it work. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, I'm excited about today's episode, but I'm also a little nervous just because this is something I've wanted to talk about for a really long time, but, um, I really want to say the right thing. And, um, it's something that I feel like is just so important to me and something that has, impacted my life so much. And so it's something I am careful to talk about because I want to say the right thing. I was talking to some friends actually yesterday about the podcast and about how I've just kind of gone through this really weird change where um, I had a full-time job and this was kind of like my hobby that I did on the side and my passion. And now this has turned into like kind of my job, not fully, but for now um, I'm able to you know, support myself mainly with this podcast. Um, and I just moved to LA and all these things. And, and so when I first started the podcast, like it was kind of like, I didn't know what to expect. And I was just speaking and, um, there wasn't a lot of pressure cause I didn't know who would listen or if anyone would listen. And now, um, even though I've had very small success, I'm, I'm so grateful for the support and the success that I've had. And now I do have people who listen and um, it's kind of scary because I don't ever want to lead you guys astray and I never want to say something that is detrimental and I never want to, I just, I just want to speak. I want to be very intentional about what I do and how I speak about things because I care about you guys. So just, just a reminder that I'm just a very normal human with a messy life and I'm not a therapist. I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just kind of sharing my life experiences with you guys and, and what I've been through and hoping that it helps you guys. And just some things that I've learned through my healing journey and, um, things I'm just learning through life. And so, yeah, just know, just know that I'm just, I'm just a mess of a human and I'm just here. So, um, bear with me through this. Um, but yeah, today we're going to talk about something really important. Um, we are going to be talking about healthy boundaries and I honestly didn't even know what a healthy boundary was like five years ago. Um, I had no idea. 
Um, but healthy boundaries and learning how to set healthy boundaries with the people in my life has been probably one of the biggest parts of my healing journey that has impacted me and my relationships for the better. So let's talk about boundaries. So what is a boundary before we get into healthy boundaries? A boundary is a limit and rule we set for ourselves within relationships. And then let me like explain a little deeper. It's a line you draw for what behaviors or things you won't continually let happen within your relationships and life. So I'm trying to think of the best way to describe a boundary. We'll get into like the examples and everything, um, but boundaries are mainly really set within relationships, um, but they're just kind of a key essential part of life. So it's like a limit or, you know, a rule that we set for ourselves of, you know, what we will allow and what we will allow other people to do to us and certain behaviors that we are okay with or that we're not okay with. And so it's kind of setting clear, almost like a rule book of things of like, these are the things I will tolerate. And these are the things I won't tolerate. It sounds aggressive and it kind of sounds intense when I explain it like that, but I promise you it's, it's totally not. And it's really just valuing ourselves and valuing who we are and learning how to protect ourselves while also extending love to others. I growing up as many of you guys know, and and I've talked about this before, but I'm, I've always been, you know, a, a huge people pleaser in my life. And I've always really cared about what other people thought of me. And I've always wanted to be liked by people. And I've always struggled with codependency in relationships, which codependency is usually basing your value or your worth off of other people's emotions or actions or the ways that they treat you and kind of relying on someone else for your sense of security or happiness. Um, And, you know, we can talk more in depth about codependency later, but Um, usually codependency and people pleasing comes from trauma. Typically, (laughs) like if you grew up, um, and you know, you felt like you were never enough, like your parents were never happy with you or the things that you did, like no matter what you did, it was never enough. Um, or maybe you grew up with, you know, an emotionally abusive father or mother, um, and, you had to walk on eggshells around them all the time because they, you know, were very explosive with their emotions or were verbally abusive or physically abusive. And so you kind of learn to walk on eggshells. Um, when you're a people pleaser and also when you're codependent, I feel like you're hyper aware of other people's emotions. And so you kind of, you adjust your actions based on other people's emotions solely. So like your main priority is like being very empathetic to other people and being very in tune with how other people are feeling. And then you adjust your actions accordingly, which I think to a certain extent can be healthy. We want to be empathetic towards others and we want to care about others and care about how other people think. But when it comes to the point where that's completely what runs your life, it, it becomes really toxic. I want to talk a little bit about why we don't typically set boundaries in relationships. So I'm just going to give you one example of a boundary. For example, let's say you're dealing with someone who can be typically verbally abusive. You know, you could say, hey, I'm not okay with you 
yelling at me or raising your voice and saying really, um, aggressive or hurtful things and cussing at me or saying certain words. I'm not willing to entertain a discussion or conversation when you get like that. Once you cool down, I will talk to you about the issue, but I'm not willing to have that conversation when you are as heated as you are. So that's an example of a boundary. Another boundary could be, um, let's say you had a really long day at work and you're super tired and you know, someone calls you and wants to have a conversation with you, but you just need you time. And you're already very emotionally drained. You've had a lot of conversation that day. You need some time to reset and refill. It's saying, Hey, you know, I'd love to talk to you right now. I'm feeling, you know, really not the best. I'm just feeling really drained and I kind of need some time for myself. Like, can we talk later? So there's just so many things that a boundary could be, but hopefully that kind of explains it a little bit, um, of like what a boundary is. And if you want to learn more about what a boundary is, um, look it up and then hopefully that can give you better context. I want to talk about why we don't typically set boundaries in life or why we have a fear of setting boundaries in life. Um, which part of the reason you may not set boundaries just maybe because you don't even know what it is. And I didn't know what a boundary was. And matter of fact, the reason that I, even started setting healthy boundaries was because people. And to be honest, like boundaries can hurt other people's feelings. But one thing I just want to express is like setting boundaries isn't personal. Setting boundaries isn't a personal attack on someone else. It's literally just you respecting and valuing yourself enough to set those expectations and, um, boundaries and limits within yourself to protect yourself, which also helps you protect others. So we'll explain more. (laughs) I keep getting ahead of myself because I'm trying to like explain everything. Also, I have like a huge set of notes for this episode, um, just because there's so many important points I want to touch on. So just kind of bear with me as I go through them. Um, so another reason that we don't set boundaries is because we fear having a bad reputation. Again, we don't want to be known as mean or selfish fish or, you know, rude or anything. We don't want to be known as those things. And so we don't want to have a bad reputation. The next thing is a fear of wounding or damaging relationships. A lot of times when something's going good, whether it's in a friendship or, um, a family relationship or a romantic relationship, our fear of setting boundaries and kind of putting our foot down is that if, if I say this, or if I set this boundary, like it's going to ruin the relationship, like I'm going to ruin the good that's happening. And I've felt that way at times. And honestly, all of the relationships I've been in, even in my current relationship, there's sometimes where I really struggle to bring in boundaries or express how I feel because you don't want to have confrontation. You fear confrontation. You don't want it in your relationships. And you're so scared of the effects of that confrontation of if there is that confrontation, is this person going to like me less? Am I going to ruin a good thing? You know, can I just appreciate the good and just ignore the bad? Um, but it's just not healthy to do that. Not to say that you need to harp on the bad, um, cause there's going to be bad in every relationship that you're in cause we're all imperfect people, but it is really important to work through those things rather than just avoiding them. Um, because maybe your relationship will be good in quotations, but a true healthy, good relationship has honesty. And if you're truly being honest with yourself and the other person, when you have those issues and when you need to set certain boundaries and when you need to express certain feelings, it will only strengthen your relationship long-term, but it will be hard initially. 
Um, so I think that those are some of the reasons why people avoid setting boundaries, or at least some of the reasons that I think I avoided setting boundaries really my whole life. Now on that note, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about people pleasing because I, I feel like that's kind of the key thing or um, forefront of sometimes us not being able to set boundaries. People pleasing. People pleasing can come from a pure place of wanting to be kind or Christ-like, but can have the opposite effects at times. People pleasing leads us to constantly putting others' needs before our own, which leads to a lack of self-care and mental, emotional, or physical burnout over time, which down the line leads to bitterness or low self-esteem because you base your worth or value on what you do for others which then leads to giving, sacrificing, or attempting to please others for the wrong reasons. I think when I started to understand this concept, this is what really changed things for me because most of my life I was a people pleaser. Um, I always saw it as such a good thing and it was really hard for me to accept that it actually wasn't. And the reason for that is because I just couldn't get behind the fact that like, no, like being really nice to others and like, you know, giving and giving and giving and, you know, inherently letting people walk all over you and forgiving them and forgiving them. Like that's being nice. That's being Christ-like. And, um, I grew up LDS Mormon. Um, but I, you know, I believed in God and I believed in, you know, the first two commandments are love God with all your heart and then love others as yourself. And so I always, strive to be like Jesus and, and strive to be kind. And then even when I left the church and I became a Christian and I started to walk in, in hand with the Lord, that's kind of when I first started going to therapy. Um, I really covered up people pleasing with this blanket of like Christ likeness, like, Oh, I'm being Christ like, and I'm being kind. And so there's nothing wrong with that. But what I started to realize, which really changed the game for me is that when you fall into people pleasing and codependency, a lot of times the true reason behind it is actually an insecurity and it's actually a fear of abandonment. And it's actually, you know, a lot of the times it's about us. Now, hear me out for a second. Not to say that it doesn't come from a pure place of wanting to be kind and nice and Christ-like, but at the same time, it's like, why, why do we want to be so nice? Why do we want to be so kind? And, and why do we not want to be known as a confrontational person or someone that sets boundaries? You know, and when you really think about it, I think a lot of the times, or at least for me, before I started healing, it was about me. It was about my reputation and it was about completing a checklist, being a good person. I wanted to be a good person and be nice and, you know, please others and please God and be seen as a really loving, nice, kind, non-confrontational person. And it wasn't purely from a place of really just wanting to love and sacrifice for others. Because what I did is I based my worth in my likeness. So like I really liked and took pride in being known as this angel of a person and like this really kind person who, you know, 
lets people kind of walk on her and still forgives them and just is so kind to everyone and never, you know, has confrontation, never gets mad at people. And I took a lot of pride in that. Um, but it was, I think part of the reason was just because I felt like if I did everything right, and if I was really nice, that the people in my life wouldn't have a reason to leave me. And so it was so rooted in this deep fear of abandonment, not to say that I didn't love others and I just wanted to be kind because I loved people. I did, of course, but there was also this deep, dark wound of insecurity and fear of abandonment and fear of not being liked. You know, I, I, I knew, and I planned on most people in my life abandoning me because that's what I was used to. And so when they did, I never wanted them to have a reason to. And if they did, I never wanted to be the bad guy, you know? Um, and so even though it's hard, cause it's like, it's a little bit mixed of good and bad. Like I had good intentions, but then there were these underlying sources. And so it's kind of this like interesting thing, but all of that to say, when I started to understand that what other people thought of me doesn't matter, And when I started to understand that my worth wasn't based on all the nice things I did for other people or all the times I forgave someone or all the things that I could do for others or the the value that I could bring to other people, when I realized that my worth wasn't based on that, I was able to start loving people from a really pure place. And I was also able to see the people in my life who only loved me for the value that I brought to them and not for me. So it was a really big switch in my life and it was so crucial, so important. So we'll go to the next thing. So we should give to others from a pure place. To be able to do so, we need to fill up our cup first and then pour into others. Pouring from an empty cup will leave you continually empty, which can lead to codependency, which really means being mentally, emotionally, physically, and or spiritually rely on another person. So kind of what we just talked about. There's nothing wrong with giving to others. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with being selfless and, you know, laying your life down for the people that love you. But you also have to do that for you. You also have to do that for you. And, and I'm going to share a verse with you guys. Um, as many of you guys know, I, I, I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus, even though this isn't a Christian podcast. Um, my faith is kind of a big part of my story and also a part of what's made me, me. So, um, this is just something I'd like to share for you if you're a believer or you're not. Um, but a verse that really helped me because when my therapist first started to be like, Nicole, you need to set healthy boundaries. And I was like, well, I want to be forgiving and I want to be Christ-like and I want to be loving. Um, I really started to research verses in the Bible that I had read differently before and really started to try to understand what true kindness meant and what true selflessness meant and what true forgiveness really meant. So I kind of want to talk about that. So let me read this verse to you guys. Um, so Mark 12, 31, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So it literally says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
It doesn't say you shall love your neighbor before yourself. You shall only love your neighbor and not yourself. It doesn't say that. It says you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so I read that. And for the first time I was like, wait, as myself. So what does that mean? If I can't love myself, how can I love my neighbor? It says to love my neighbor as myself. So if I don't even like myself and if I don't give love to myself, then that means, oh, I'm supposed to love them like that. No, you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. So the first part of that is loving yourself. And when I understood that concept, I was like, that's crazy. And also it made me really think about myself in the perspective of how I treat others. And I looked at all the relationships in my life and how much I gave and sacrificed for everyone else, especially the unhealthy relationships in my life. And then I looked at myself and I looked at the ways I let myself be disrespected, be mistreated, be hurt over and over and over again, and still let these people into my heart and still let these people into my life and still give to these people. And I was like, wow, I'm really not practicing love for myself or respect for myself because if someone hurt someone I love the way I let myself be hurt continually, I would stick up for them. I would fight for them. And I would go to the ends of the earth to protect them from being hurt like that. But why won't I do that for myself? Why do I I let myself get hurt like that? And why do I let myself continually put myself in relationships and situations to be hurt like that when I know that it's going to happen? And that was a very interesting perspective change for me. And to tie into that, to tie into forgiveness as a believer, my perception of that was always, well, you have to forgive others. And like be loving towards them, no matter what they do to you. And I do believe that. But my perspective on forgiveness also changed. You can forgive someone and also choose to set healthy boundaries with them. You can forgive someone and love them from a distance. You can forgive someone and know that your relationship isn't healthy and that both of you will continue to be hurt. So you can release the weight of what they did to you and, and, and the bitterness and the anger, but that doesn't mean you have to continue to choose to be in a close relationship with them. Or if you do choose to be in a relationship with them, there's nothing wrong with setting healthy boundaries because love and truth, they coincide. Okay, let's talk let's talk a little bit about why I feel like it's important to set healthy boundaries and kind of to close out what I just talked about. Um that verse I was talking to you guys about love others as you love yourself. Um self-care is so important and you can't pour from an empty cup. You can you can, but when you pour from an empty cup, it's you know, what you're able to give is not much, right? It's little drips of water, I guess you could say. Um, And also if you're pouring from an empty cup, you're dehydrated, you're tired, you're exhausted. And so it's like you're pouring from a place, but there's almost a sense of like, you can't even be happy to give when you're giving to someone else, when you're pouring from an empty cup, because you're in need of water, like you're in need of water. So as you're giving to this other person, you're kind of resentful of not having that for yourself and you're, you're in need. And so when you pour from a full cup, 
you can pour from such a gracious place. You, you can pour from a place of you have enough. So you want to pour the overflow into others. And so I feel that it makes you a lot more generous. And so this isn't just about money or water, like the principle of what I'm trying to say or the metaphor. It's just about in general, like emotionally, physically, spiritually, materialistically, anything, time, you know, there's so many things that go into self-care and what fills us up. And so when we're constantly in need and when we're constantly in a uh, deficit and we're trying to give, it's just super unhealthy. And it just, it just creates giving from the wrong place. Like when you're giving from a full cup, it's just completely different. It's just so different. Not to say that there's not going to be times where you need to pour from like an empty cup, but it just generally, it's like, As you take care of others, you need to reciprocate that on yourself. So if you look at your life and you ask yourself, the way that I love others, the way that I extend grace to others, the way that I extend patience to others, the way that I give time to others, the way that I give love to others, am I also reciprocating that to myself? The respect, validation, and the value that I give to others, am I also giving that to myself? And if you're not giving that to yourself, you need to reconsider your relationships and the way that you operate within them. You know, there's a cliche saying of like, you can't love someone till you love yourself. And I think you can love someone. I just don't necessarily think it can be the healthiest version of love until you're able to love yourself. So setting healthy boundaries is important because I really believe that it protects you and the other person. Now I want to try to explain this the best I can um, because it's kind of difficult When you're able to set healthy boundaries with someone else, a lot of the times the boundary that you're setting, whatever that is, in the moment, it may feel like you're not being loving and that you're not protecting the relationship or um, it just may feel like you're taking something away from them or taking something away from the relationship saying like, oh, I'm not willing to do that. Or these are the boundaries that I have. Let's say, you know, someone who struggles with addiction. Like for me, my parents struggle with addiction. You guys know that. Um, so a boundary that a really healthy boundary to set, like, let's say, you know, someone who struggles with addiction, whether it's alcoholism or drug addiction, or anything. And it hurts you and it makes you really uncomfortable to see them like that because you love them. A good healthy boundary would be like, Hey, I love you. And I want to have this relationship with you, but I don't want to be around you or talk on the phone when you're using or when you're intoxicated, you know? So that's a really good example of a healthy boundary. Now, initially you may think, Oh, that's hurtful. You're not accepting that person all the time or at their worst, you know, people would say, but truly when you think about it, it's a protection because you know that you get really hurt and really uncomfortable and worried when they're like that. And so when you're hurt and uncomfortable and worried, you're going to be emotional. You're going to put those emotions on them and it's going to strain the relationship. Um, and so it's like when two people can't agree on something, like that, for example, you're in a relationship with someone who struggles with that and you don't agree with it, but they obviously do because they choose to do it. Um, 
you know, it's saying, Hey, we're not on the same page with this, but because I love you and I still want to have this relationship with you, we're just going to set this boundary in place to protect both of us. So really you're protecting the core of that relationship because you know, you're going to be hurt. And in turn, when you're hurt, if someone loves you, they will also be hurt when you're hurt. So you're kind of protecting yourself and protecting that other person from the relationship being unhealthy or more hurt or pain within the relationship. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that's one of the reasons it's important to, um, set healthy boundaries. Another big reason it's important to set healthy boundaries is for your own peace. This life is crazy and stressful. And at the end of the day, it's your life and you have to sit with you every day. You have to go to sleep with you. And so what we consume whether that's what we watch, what we listen to, or what relationships we entertain, they affect us. They affect our joy. They affect our mental health. They affect a lot of things. And we have to be with ourselves 24-7. If we are continually choosing to put ourselves in relationships or situations that make us uncomfortable or hurt us, we're the ones who have to reap the consequences of that at all times. We're the ones who have to live with us. Like if you know there's certain things you can't handle and you know there's certain things that really affect you, you may have to remove yourself from those things or set boundaries within them because you have to be healthy and you have to be able to, you know, function at cool, full capacity because you have a life. Most of us have jobs, most of us have expectations and if we're not okay, all the time, we're the ones who have to deal with those consequences, you know, and they bleed onto every part of our life. And so you really have to take care of you first before you can take care of someone else. It's kind of like on the plane when they say like, oh, if something bad happens, like you need to put on, you know, your mask or your um, thing before you give someone to someone else because you can't save someone if you're dead, right? And so it's like, if you're not okay, how are you really going to be able to help someone else who isn't okay. And so you just have to really protect your peace and protect your heart and protect your spirit and all these things because they really do bleed on to so many other things in life. I just want to reiterate that it's really important to protect your peace and to protect your heart. You know, you only get one life and you only get one you and uh, we got to take care of ourselves. It's just so important. Um, This is another reason it's really important to set healthy boundaries Um, which you guys aren't going to want to hear this, but it's true. Setting healthy boundaries is going to show you who's in your life for the right reasons. It's going to show you who's in your life because they love you. And it's going to show you who's in your life because they love what value you bring to them and what you give them. And you don't want to be with someone who is only willing to be with you or be around you when you have no expectations of them, when you have no boundaries that you set, when there's no conflict, when they get to do and get to treat you however they want, whenever they want, and they know that you'll stay. You don't want to be in relationships like that. And I know that's really painful to hear, but it's the truth. Those relationships are only going to hurt you and they're not genuine. So that is why setting healthy boundaries is so important. 
When you set healthy boundaries with people in your life who really love you, it may initially be hard for them to understand and they even may initially take it personal, but eventually they're going to come around and they're going to respect those boundaries that you have because they value you as a person and they also value your heart, your spirit, your peace and your well-being not just theirs in the relationship. Like they selflessly care about you as well and not just themselves in the relationship and what the relationship brings. So it's really going to expose the people who are in it for the right reasons. And that's hard to hear again, because you may lose people in your life and you may have relationships be very strained by setting healthy boundaries, but I promise you it's only for your betterment and not for your detriment. And like I said, you don't want people in your life who love you for the wrong reasons. You want people in your life that love you for the right reasons. Now, with that being said, we are all super, we're all going through it and we've all, we all have traumas. We all have wounds. We all have unhealthy coping mechanisms. We all have distorted, um, views. We all have dysfunctions in our life and in our relationship, that's very normal. So sometimes setting healthy boundaries with someone in your life who you don't usually set healthy boundaries with, who is used to having maybe semi of an unhealthy relationship with you, it's going to be hard for them. So like you have to extend grace. Like when you first set a boundary, especially for someone who has you know, a fear of abandonment or who is a people pleaser, they may be really hurt because they may take it personally and think that you don't like them or that you don't care about them the same because in your relationship prior, you kind of let whatever go and you let it be whatever it was. And so when you set certain boundaries, they may take it personal and think it's about them. And it's not you, you love them. And the reason you're setting boundaries is because you love them and because you want to have a happy, healthy relationship with them. And so they may not understand initially and they may take it personal, but just know that the people who really do care eventually will come around and eventually will start to respect your boundaries, even if they they don't understand them. And even if they take them a little personally. So I just say just to extend grace to others, as you do start to set boundaries with people in your life, try to give them patience, try to give them grace and try to be a good example to them. Um, cause eventually it could bleed onto them and they could start to set healthy boundaries. But I just say, give them grace and, and validate the people who struggle when you first set healthy boundaries you know, reassure them that you love them, that you care about them. And that's why you're setting those healthy boundaries. And I truly believe that the people who really love you eventually will start to understand, but it may take them time. Um, we're all just on different healing paths. And so like I say that all to say before I went through my healing journey and I'm still going through it, but when people set healthy boundaries, I was always really hurt and I always took it personal. Um, And it took me getting to the place where I started to set healthy boundaries to realize why they're actually loving and why they're not personal. Um, And even sometimes still when people set boundaries with me, it can feel personal, um, but it's not. Um, So just give grace to others. You know, it's not black and white. Like this is a, we're all learning. This is one big life that we have of a lot of things. And so I just say that to say like, yes, 
people who truly love you and respect you will respect your boundaries, but also like extend grace to others. Now, with that being said, there are going to be some people in your life that completely bulldoze your boundaries and that completely disrespect your boundaries and that invalidate you in, in the reasoning behind your boundaries. And those kind of people, that's a different story. You know, you can have grace for people who take time to understand and maybe take it personal, but for the people who are really mean and nasty about it and try to make you feel bad for wanting to protect yourself. Sometimes those people are the people that, you know, might not be the healthiest people for you to have in your life. And, and to kind of tie that in, what my therapist helped me understand when we started to learn healthy boundaries is that healthy boundaries, it's an effort to have healthy relationships with healthy people in your life, but also with unhealthy people in your life. Because typically if there's an unhealthy person and a healthy person, or even someone who is working towards a healthy life full of accountability and healing and self-work and, you know, all these different things and an unhealthy person who maybe just isn't there yet in their journey of life. um, It's an effort to be able to make that relationship as healthy as possible. Because typically you you know, if you're in a relationship with an unhealthy person, it's really hard to have a healthy relationship with them. But boundaries are an effort to do that. And it's also an effort to protect yourself. Now, sometimes there are people that are so unhealthy. And by that, I mean, like emotionally, you know, uh, like, like healthy of like, toxic versus healthy, if that makes sense. So like toxic people and there's toxic and unhealthy kind of go hand in hand. So toxic people in your life, there's going to be toxic people in your life and unhealthy people in your life. And you may just never be able to have a healthy relationship with them because they're too unhealthy or because they're too toxic. So it's always going to be toxic. So with those people set boundaries of maybe distancing yourself, you know, maybe, um, loving them from afar. And so my whole point in saying this is when you start to set boundaries in your relationship, um, some relationships will stay intact. Some relationships will remain, but they'll be at a distance. And then some relationships you will have to close that door on or separate from temporarily. Um, but that's okay. Uh, and it's a part of life. And that doesn't mean that you're not extending love and grace. I think that one of the most powerful things I've learned in this life is that sometimes distancing yourself from someone and choosing to not actively have them in your life is actually the most loving choice that you can make for them and yourself. Um, and I never thought I'd feel that way, but I I do, I do now. So let's talk a little bit about some types of boundaries and then we'll kind of go over a couple more examples because I really want you guys to be able to understand it. But also, like I said, do your own research. I'm not like an expert. Um, I'm not a therapist, psychiatrist or anything. So go research healthy boundaries. This is kind of just me um, talking about my experience with them and trying to give you guys a little bit of context. But here are some examples of healthy boundaries. Um, So time and energy. So for example, let's say you... um, or well, actually, let's just go through them first. Okay, so here are some types of boundaries: time and energy boundaries, material boundaries, emotional boundaries, physical boundaries, personal space boundaries, and conversation boundaries. Um, so, for example, 
uh, a conversation boundary would be like what topics or things you're willing to discuss with someone. So like, for example, um, my sister's I love all my sisters, but we all have very different political views, religious views. We're all like on opposite sides of the spectrum. And so something that we've chose to do and a boundary that we try to follow is to not discuss those things because we know that it gets heated and we know that typically all of us get hurt. So that would be like a healthy boundary within that. Um, a personal space boundary would just be like your own personal bubble. Um, whether that's like physically or, you know, emotionally, whatever it is, just like your own personal space. Um, emotional boundaries are what lines are drawn within your vulnerability about what you're feeling. So I think that vulnerability is such a superpower and it's so important in life, but also I think that you need to be selective in who you share and what you share. I don't think that everyone you get in contact with should know every single piece and part of your life. Now, even with you guys, I choose to be very vulnerable with you guys. And I choose to share the depths of a lot of my deep, dark secrets and a lot of my deep, dark traumas. But at the same time, there are some things I don't share with you guys. And that's just a boundary that I set of what I'm willing to share and what I'm not willing to share. Um, you know, for example, um, I'm divorced as many of you guys know, and I've never chosen to share the intimate details of that with social media. Um, and I have my reasonings. So it's like, I'm setting that boundary of where that vulnerability line ends and what I'm willing to share. So that is an example of like what an emotional boundary is, um, material boundary. So how much of something you are willing to share or give to someone else? It's so funny. Cause I feel like people always talk about this, like in a marriage setting or relationship setting, or even friend setting. Sometimes it's really easy to just like give everything to other people. Um, but there are some things maybe we want to keep for ourselves. And I don't think that that's selfish. Obviously we should always give to others and be willing to share what we have with others. But there, there sometimes is a line, you know, sometimes you'll feel uncomfortable with someone using something of yours or, you know, some things you're more protective over. And so if you know that it's going to upset you and you know that it's going to hurt you and worry you, maybe it's just setting that boundary of, Hey, you know, I don't feel comfortable with you using this for this reason. Um, I love you, but you know, just for me, that's what I'm, you know, uncomfortable or comfortable with. And so it's kind of setting what you're comfortable with or uncomfortable sharing with someone else. Um, so for example, like if you have a really nice car and you don't like other people driving it, there's nothing wrong with that. And just saying, Hey, like I'll totally take you anywhere and drive, but I'm also not willing to let you drive just cause I don't feel super comfortable with people borrowing my car. Um, so it's just like materialistic, what you're willing to give or not to give. Um, that could be money, anything. Um, and then time and energy boundaries, kind of an example of that would be like, you know, you only have so many hours in the day. So maybe you worked a long shift and you came home and you had all these plans of doing things for yourself. And, you know, you have a friend reach out and say, Hey, like, let's go out tonight. Let's go, you know, to this movie or whatever. And you know that you want to spend time with you and you kind of need time to recharge. It would be setting a boundary of saying, you know, Hey, I love you. I'd love to go out, but I kind of need some time for myself. You know, can we get a rain check? Um, and I was, when I was reading up on boundaries today, um, one thing I loved, it talked about always giving alternatives. So when you do set healthy boundaries with the people you love, because again, these boundaries are always typically with people you're in relationships with, whether it's friendship, family, whatever it is, um, you love them. And so obviously you don't want to like 
be mean and you want to provide options. So sometimes if you have a certain boundary, you set always provide alternatives. So like, Oh, you know, Hey, like, let's say someone says, Oh, can I drive your car? You could say, Hey, you know, I'm not super comfortable with people driving my car, but I'm totally happy to drive us there. You know, something like that. Or, Oh, Hey, I would love to hang out tonight, but I'm not really feeling up to it. Why don't we hang out tomorrow? So you always kind of want to give options and you don't always need to, but that's just something that can maybe help you, especially when you're first setting boundaries to not feel guilty and to also still like, um, have fulfilling and full relationships. Cause you want to give to the people that you love. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, I want to touch really fast on like relationships, romantic relationships in regards to boundaries, um, which kind of ties into like our standards and expectations in a relationship. Now I will say after I got divorced, I feel like I had super high expectations of a relationship and super high standards, which I think is good. Um, but what I've learned about being in a healthy relationship is healthy relationships aren't always healthy and there's going to be toxicity in every relationship and there's going to be pain and there's going to be struggle and there's going to be failure. Like I remember when I first met my boyfriend, I took him to my therapist because <laughs> I was paranoid, but you know, we started doing couples counseling. And one of the things she told us is like, you guys are going to let each other down. Like you guys are going to fail each other all the time. And that's a part of a relationship. And in my head, I couldn't see how those things coincided. I was like, no, but like, I want a healthy relationship. I want someone who like always meets my needs and like, you know, meets my standards and expectations. Cause like, I know how I deserve to be treated because I was prior in relationships where I was treated so poorly and I had no value and no worth and no expectations and no standards. And I let myself be disrespected all the time. So I didn't want that again. Now, what I've learned about healthy relationships is it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to have a healthy relationship. So if you're, if you're in a relationship that you feel like is unhealthy, or maybe you're struggling, or you feel like there's some bad tendencies or some bad things going on. Just remember that you can heal and work through those things and you can have a healthy relationship with someone. It just takes two willing people who want to have a healthy relationship. We're all imperfect people who have wounds and trauma and things, and those will bleed into our relationships inherently. None of us are perfect. And I don't believe at any point in life, we just have it all figured out, but you just really need to find someone who's always willing to fight for you. And who's always willing to work through those hard things and always, you know, is going to push for growth within the relationship for healthiness and for self accountability. So that's really what you need. But with all that being said, setting healthy boundaries within your relationships will really show where your relationship lies and if it can be healthy. Um, and so just for anyone watching this who is in an unhealthy relationship or toxic relationship and has been cheated on or has been disrespected or has been belittled or gaslit or hurt or invalidated, or, you know, your partner doesn't value you and make you feel like the most amazing person in the world. I just want to remind you that you deserve more and you deserve to be with someone who loves you and who chooses you. And you're never going to find someone perfect, but you also should not settle for someone who continually disrespects you and, and continually devalues you and continually makes you feel terrible about yourself. So try to set healthy boundaries within your relationship. But if you know deep down that your relationship is only ever going to hurt you, and if you know it's a one-sided relationship, you deserve more. You deserve more. 
and don't stay in hopes of potential. Stay in, stay when you see true effort and true accountability. And when you see someone working hard and trying and making changes, that's, that's good. But if someone is continually making empty promises to you and is continually hurting you, you just need to reconsider. And I, and I'm, not an expert. So I'm not telling you to leave the relationship or whatever, but I'm just saying, talk to an expert, talk to a therapist, talk to someone and do what you can to put yourself in a situation where you're loved and valued. Cause that's so important. So to close this out, I just want to talk about some things to remember about healthy boundaries. Number one, you're not going to get it right. The first time learning what boundaries to set takes a lot of self-reflection and takes a lot of thought and takes a lot of testing. Um, listen to your body, listen to your heart. Um, when you're feeling anxious or angry or uncomfortable, listen to those feelings and adjust your boundaries based on those things. If someone's behaviors are making you feel a certain type of way, you know, analyze that behavior and then learn what you are willing to accept, learn what you are comfortable with, learn what makes you feel good and, you know, act on that. Um, Keep your boundaries firm, but flexible. Like I said, you just have to extend grace to others because people are, you know, learning as they go. And also like you are learning as you go. So if you set really firm bound boundaries and you accidentally let yourself break them or you let others break them, don't beat yourself up, be flexible, readjust and keep going, you know, keep putting your foot down when you can. This is important. When someone doesn't respect your boundaries and when someone continually chooses to ignore what you ask, you can't force someone to do anything. And that's why healthy boundaries are so important, but also scary is because if someone chooses to not respect those boundaries, that may mean that you may lose that person and you have to be okay with that. So like healthy boundaries aren't about forcing other people to do what you want. Healthy boundaries are about setting standards for yourself and honoring your values and certain behaviors that you're willing to accept or not accept. And if someone doesn't follow that, and if someone doesn't respect that, it's you choosing to remove yourself. It's not you forcing anyone to do anything. Setting healthy boundaries is about you and your actions. And if you set healthy boundaries and you never follow through on your word and you set healthy boundaries, but then you just continue continually let people bulldoze them and don't remove yourself. That's on you and not on them. You can't force other people to do things. And that's what's hard about healthy boundaries, but it just, it is what it is. And then just a reminder, like every situation is different. Every relationship is different. So, you know, like I said, talk to professional. If you're not in therapy, I recommend it. Therapists are amazing. Um, if you don't have the money for a therapist, look up healthy boundaries, research them, study them, um, and really process and like pray about what you need to do and how you need to do it. Um, and then own your boundaries. When you set a boundary, if you know that it's realistic and you know that it's, you know, not, it's not detrimental to other people's lives and it's about yourself. Like don't be afraid to own it and own what you accept and what you don't accept. Um, cause it's your life and it's your choice. You get to choose, which is crazy and amazing. One big part of setting healthy boundaries is also respecting other people's. So if other people set boundaries in your life that you don't like, you need to respect that and you need to accept that because it's their life and it's not yours. So I think setting healthy boundaries is also kind of 
it's an effort to also create security in your own life for yourself and also not, you know, let your emotions be so affected about what other people choose to do in their life. Like what someone else does with their life and what someone else chooses to do and the boundaries that someone else chooses to set with you have nothing to do with you. It's about them trying to love themselves and give self-care to themselves. So respect that and learn how to do that. Cause it's like, it's not a one-way street, um, and setting healthy boundaries, but not listening to others and not respecting others is just selfish. And so it's like, choose to act on those, even if it's hard. And, and it's hard for me sometimes, sometimes when people set boundaries with me or even boundaries that have been set within my relationship, there's been hard conversations with me and my boyfriend and my therapist and where I've kind of had to accept that I'm wrong and that I, you know, there's boundaries that I have to set and that I have to be okay with, even if I don't like them. And so it just goes both ways. Like boundaries are going to make people uncomfortable, but it's going to promote so much growth in your life and other people's lives. So just respect other people's and follow your own. And just to close this out, you deserve to feel heard and you deserve to be respected in this life. And not everyone's going to do that. Not everyone's going to treat you fairly. Not everyone's going to treat you with love and grace, but treat yourself with love and grace and be an example to others. Because when you really put yourself first and you're willing to sacrifice losing out on some relationships or situations to be able to respect your values and who you are as an individual and take care of yourself, like people are going to respect that. And also it's going to inspire the people around you to do the same. So it's just so important and it's so healthy. It's such, it's such a big part of life that, you know, I feel like people miss out on it and boundaries can be anything. It can be setting boundaries at work. It's not just in relationships, work, time, you know, people like there's just so many boundaries that you can set for yourself and for others. And it's just so important. So like I said, guys, I'm no expert. I'm just sharing what I've learned in this life and, you know, things that have helped me. And like I said, if you're more curious about healthy boundaries and how to set them and where to set them and, you know, the con, you know, the context from like a professional's eyes, obviously research, go to a therapist, um, and, you know, actively learn, but, um, take what I said with a grain of salt. Uh, but I hope that what I said helps and I hope that it resonated with you. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. And, um, I'm super excited for the future of this podcast, but I'm also nervous because I just, I want to do right by you guys. Um, and yeah, I just, there's so many cool things coming, but I'm still like just trying to figure it all out. So this week I move into my apartment, which I'm super excited about, and I'm going to work on getting my podcast studio set up, which I'm super excited. So that's coming soon. Um, I'm going to have some guests on soon, which will be really exciting. And I'm just super excited. So thank you for supporting me and, um, being there for me through this journey. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um, so to close out this episode, I'll just say, if you want to support me, you can follow my elephants in the room, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I have a Facebook now. Um, I also have a YouTube. I'm a little bit behind on posting YouTube videos, but I will get 
back on it <laughs> very soon. You can also follow me on my personal, which is Nicole.Donna on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and then also another way you can support me is actually using my Olipop code. So I have a 20% off code and the link is in my bio. It's Nicole20. You get 20% off. They just actually dropped a new flavor. I'm not holding it. I wish I was holding it. Um, it got sent to my house a couple days ago, but it's got lost in the mail. So I'm still waiting to receive it, but it's the watermelon lime. So I've never tried it, but I just, I know it's good. Um, so yeah, you can use my code on that and then you can share this podcast on your social media. You can leave a comment, you can write me a review, leave me a five-star rating. Um, and I very much appreciate all of it, whatever you do. Um, and thanks for being here guys. I appreciate you. Um, I've said, um, like 20 times. Also, I noticed last time I edited my episode, I was like, I say like so much and I hate that, but it's fine. Um, well, yeah, I'll just close this out by saying what elephants are in your room. My name is Nicole and I'll talk to you guys next week.